belong to everyone and to everyone shalom. All praise be to Abba Yah and his son, the Hamashiach, Yehoshua. And thank you again for coming into another episode of Men of Honor. Tonight's episode is called Social Proof. Men, are you tired of being yourself? You just talking the way you've been talking for years, doing you, and then, you know, every other day or every other time, someone is always telling you to change your tone, change your pitch, use this kind of words, you know, talk soft or talk sweeter. And then it begins, you know, to like irritate you. Tonight, we get a chance to express how we feel about these things. We ain't trying to hurt nobody. We ain't trying to step on nobody told this is who we this is how we are raised to be, and this is how we feel that this is just us. So to help me out with the rest of today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Put your eardrums to those speakers, headsets, headphones, relax your body and mind for last and clean Unmute yourself. Shalom, shalom. All praises to Yah. All praises to the Most High. Anybody interested in truth music? My name is Laz. You can catch me out on SoundCloud at Bear Yahoo's Music. And let's get into this topic. I love this one, man. This is going to be a good one. Shalom, everybody. It's your brother, Kanan. Kanan, how do you? I have a clothing business called Humble Mentality 4. If you want to go show your support, you can. I highly appreciate it. Yes, today we'll, today discussion is going to be a great discussion because I feel like a lot of people are misunderstood, especially that's on this narrow path, especially that that's truly trying to serve the most high uh, at the best of their ability. Definitely. You people check these brothers out. They are doing good work and they can definitely use their support. And they can definitely use your support. And let's get into the topic. So, social proof. The idea of social proof is pretty much building a good level of confidence and belief in yourself when it comes to people's ideology of how you should be in today's society. And today's society is not the best place to be at at all because it's it's over-sexualized, but also at the same time, super sensitive. Don't want to take accountability for a lot of stuff, but also pick and choose what to take accountability for. So, how can a society like this tell you how to act and how to be? That's that's a little bit, you know, it doesn't make sense to me. This society is it's unchanged. Half of the time, they make ideas based off of emotionally based ideology and how the society should be wrapped around it. And with that, they figure, hey, as a man, you should now be acting this way because what you say and what you do is extremely triggered. Even though you're just 
you know, you're a guy, you're a man. And I understand in some situations you've ran into, you know, men who've done wrong, who have done bad. So now you have painting a picture of this is what men is. And now we should change who they are. You can't talk aggressively. You can't talk with passion because it offends. You can't use those words because it offends. I, I don't understand. I mean, I get it and I understand where it's coming from. But when I grew up in the 90s, if somebody says something to you, handle it. And then you went out to go eat peace at the end of the night. You and that brother just became the best of friends because you had like a real conversation and then it was squashed. Now, if somebody says something extra triggering, oh my God, eat 17 doctors. I got my friends back It's all troubling. My life will never be the same. It's, it's weird. And this is the society that's telling you how to act and how to be. And that's unfair to somebody who's been through some stuff, got through it, and has a positive outlook. And because of that positive outlook, it has created a specific shield of protection from people like that. And here you come telling them, no, this got to change because of how, of how your success of what you've gone through made me feel upset. Who else would like to, to speak their piece on? Social. Oh, and introducing a good brother right here. His name is Elijah John. Elijah John, introduce yourself. Let him know your business. And please, please join us on this discussion. Hey, Shalom, brother Zinkariah. Um, I just got on maybe about two minutes ago. So, uh, you know, I just caught the tail end of what you were just saying. But uh, to anyone who doesn't know me, uh, my name is Elijah John. Um, been in the truth for about eight years now. Um, you know, I'm just a, a soldier for the most high, soldier for Christ. And, you know, I'm just laboring to uh, put in my brick. Just came to check out what my brother Zechariah got going on. So, you know, it sounds good from... Uh, you know, what I heard. So, you know, please allow me to, you know, listen in a little bit longer so I could uh, get a better grasp of the discussion that's being had and I'll definitely chime in. Definitely, most respect. All right, Lars, you can definitely take a swing. Let him, let him have it. <laughs> let him know how you feel. Uh, you know, I'll go let him know how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh I guess one of the first things I'm gonna say, um, just look at society right now. Like you said, you don't wanna be a part of that. So I don't let society dictate what I should talk like, what I should dress like. I don't let society dictate anything about me because nine times out of ten, if there's ten people, if you put ten people in a room that's in love with the world and society. Maybe only one of them truly know what's really going on and what time we're really living in. So I don't let them dictate that. But um, for me, I guess the funniest one, man, is judges. Judges always try to tell us, especially being a black man, 
Judges always try to tell us what type of fathers we should be, what type of jobs we should be having, what should, where we should be working, where we not should be working. So you just, you got to go to the most high and you got to ask for his guidance in these times dealing with these type of situations. But be unique, be set apart, be yourself. I'm not going to never stop who I am. So, I mean, whether they like it or not, I give it to them all the time, especially at work. Sometimes I don't even know why I do it. I just do it just because. Beautiful Canaan, you can definitely go. Yeah, brother. Uh, I would like to say, like, man, like early, I feel like people um, misunderstand, mis is misunderstood a lot of times how they're how they come off, you know. And some people are sensitive. The world has become more sensitive to the point where that. Uh, if you have a deep voice or you just talking, a person could feel like you hollering at them or they feel like you shaming them. Or if you like tell them, hey, uh, I just got a new promotion or I just got something good going on, they'll take it as bragging. So I say it's more like people are, uh, they, when they don't know how to take you, it's like they, it's like they become fearful, you know? So that's why I, I really don't care what nobody thinking me. I just care about what the most I think me. I'm asking is, hey, is I'm, is I'm doing good by him? Is I'm doing, is I'm doing good by his people? That's what I'm, that's what I'm looking at, you know? But I, you don't know. Beautiful. Yeah, I definitely understand the way the society is set up. Um, they have, they have a lot of rules and regulation towards how a guy should be to pretty much, you know, fit with their agenda, their goals. And every time you get, every time you give them pushback against it, they then come up with another agenda and goal to pretty much, you know, down how you feel about you pushing back. And then it's, it's crazy. You can't be a man in your own country because it's like, well, you're not man enough, or you're not the man that we want you to be. And it's like, how much, like, what else do you want from a guy who, if he falls down, you will have a hard time wanting to pick him up. You just more or less shame him for falling instead of actually, you know, giving him a helping hand. Elijah John, go right ahead. Yeah, brother. So uh, based upon what I'm hearing, uh, the topic of discussion is um, manhood in, uh, in America and how it seems like they want to strip that from us. Yeah, but you're like breaking up a bit. Okay. How about now? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, my apologies. I'm uh I'm driving right now, but uh, man, um, just based upon what I'm hearing, you know, you say, and uh, a couple of brothers that spoke, um, a couple of brothers that spoke, um, uh, man, yeah, definitely in America, 
Uh, manhood is not something that is promoted or celebrated at all. You know, the only type of men that we really see, uh, can, can y'all hear me all right? Am I breaking up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we can hear you. You're perfectly fine. All right. Um, for the most part, the type of men who are celebrated here in America are, you know, gay men, or as some would say, simps. You know, um, men who are very passive, men who are very soft-spoken and apologetic. You know, those are the type of men that we see being celebrated, if at all, because those are the type of men who will just allow things to go on that shouldn't be so. Those are the type of men who will uh, really just bow down to the agenda that's being pushed. Men that will just do what they're told without any pushback, without any questions, without thinking about it analytically or critically um and you know like uh i heard the brothers say the brothers who are unapologetic about their thoughts and their viewpoints especially when it comes to the bible you know we know that we're in the time where the bible is being outlawed in other countries uh people are are dying just for the gospel's sake. Um, we know that the tenets and the morals that are taught by Yah are, you know, basically shunned and, uh, and vilified in this nation. So especially us men who stand on the principles of Yah, you know, we're like the outcasts of this society. We are being demonized. We are being vilified and it's quite evident everywhere you turn, everywhere you look, you know, feminism, uh, this so-called women's rights, um, all of these things. Even when you look at the film that just dropped uh, not too long ago, the Barbie movie, right? Um, I've seen a couple of clips from it, but from what I'm hearing is uh, there was actually a uh, someone who was a, a Christian who was invited to check out the movie a, a few days before it came out. And he was saying how the movie was straight up pushing the agenda of feminism and they made Ken to be out uh, to be out to be the villain, right? They lived in a world where women were ruling, where women were had all the professional jobs, they were in control of everything and the men were the problem. The men were the villains in the movie, right? They had all kind of uh, abomination in the movie, you know, in the form of these Transformers. So, uh, you know, we're really seeing the time where we see what's happening because in the Daniel, the uh, 11th chapter, verse 30, I believe, it talks about how this figure would be on the earth in the last days and how, you know, he being a man will not like women, but instead he prefers men. So it seems like they're trying to establish a, cli a climate that is perfect for that type of darkness to prevail. They want all the men to be effeminized. They want all the men to identify as homosexuals. And uh, either that 
or they want, you know, this gender fluidity, as they say, this kind of ambiguous gender identity, this androgyny being pushed. So, you know, really at this point, there's not many of us strong heterosexual masculine men left. So those of us who are left, we really have to stand up and make ourselves known and show that we have not and we will not bow the knee to Bial. And I'll yield with that. That is perfect. I didn't know that movie was, was like that. I think I've seen a fly on it, but I've never seen a trailer, anything, anything close to it. But that's that's ridiculous. Oh, brothers, can you ask me this? Have you, because I've, I've been seeing this a lot in films and in TV shows. Have you guys seen where it's like every time it can be a male or a female could have doing it to both. But every time a male or female character is explaining something about their parents, it's only the mother. You hear no mention of the father or, or a father whatsoever, as if the mother gave birth to the child by herself, like the mom was asexual. Have you guys seen any type of scenes where pretty much shown that? In general, it's very few select movies or TV shows I have shown to uplift the father. And that's part of the bigger agenda, you know, to get a side of the home, then there's no structure, there's no guidance. Well, you're absolutely right on that. It's it's like the woman had the, the child herself. I mean, and some of us, we had to deal with that personally in life. Like the, the mother just miraculously just had the baby by herself. I've, I've, I've witnessed stuff like that before. And it's understandable. Like I understand the idea of letting women's um, pain and hurt be known even through social media and I'm all for it because you know women go through pain too they go through emotional trauma and they need an outlet that helps express what they feel and I'm all for it but to do it while putting the man down at the same time is what I'm not for I'm pretty sure there is a way to equally show there's their suppressed pain if you want to be to where it's just woman's pain being suppressed and you're showing it i'm perfectly fine with that there are situations where sometimes the focus do need to be on a woman's suppressed pain so they can get a full understanding of why it is that way but there's no need to make the man look like shit while expressing the woman's pain i mean we both go through it but to stir the media up around and make it seem like it's just a woman and that this woman poweredness, single mothers, single women, to the point to where the father's even absent from the movie up to the point to where it's okay to just outright disrespect the father before his death is like, it's, it's, not, it's not that warranted. You understand that there's pain and anger 
but there's always a level of respect that you should show whenever you are addressing that pain and anger to your parents. And that's not being shown in America. All right. And now I'm going to scoot over to the questions. Very neat, y'all. I'm about to screen share. Uh, brother, before you get to that, you mind if I comment on? Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Go ahead. Last piece. Yeah, um, I definitely see that, you know, um, that's just the old Babylonian system. You know what I'm saying? That that queen mother or queen of heaven, mother goddess worship, you know, um, it was prevalent, you know, thousands of years ago and it's still prevalent to this day. I mean, even look at the uh, the pagan hella days that they celebrate, you know, um, Mother's Day and Father's Day. You know what I'm saying? Both of them are wicked, of course, but when you examine how each are received, it's like Mother's Day is damn near next to Christmas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They make it a big deal. And Father's Day is like, it's, it's nothing. It's just, a, you know, you get a tie. You get you get a dang a pendant or something. Best dad True. pendant. <laughs> Meanwhile, mom, you know what I'm saying? She gets the sun, the rain, the stars, the moon, and the mountains. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> She I'll get it give all. you the world. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it, it, it's real talk. And you know, you see it in the shows. Or if there even is a father in uh in, in the show, in the entertainment, whatever it may be, he's made to be the bad guy. He's made out to be the villain. Oh, he's strict. Dad is mean. He doesn't let me do anything. And you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And that's how they do it. It's really a hatred for male, male authority. And it's a hatred for the most high, really and truly, because, you know, the man, he is a reflection of the most high. And, you know, of course, people like to argue, well, God is a spirit. You know, God's not a man. Da, da, da. You know, of course, God is a spirit. But there is a reason why he ordained the man to have authority and headship not only over the family, but over his woman. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason for that. And um, it has to do with the way that he respectively designed us. You know what I mean? And um, that's what they do not like. It's really a, a, a lack of respect. And I mean, quite frankly, a hatred for male authority. You know, um, You know, a man can't tell you you know, uh, what you're wearing is too revealing. You know what I'm saying? Go put some clothes on, go cover up. A man can't tell you, you know, hey, I don't think that's a good place for you to be going at this time of night. You know, who are you? You ain't my daddy. That's what they say. You ain't my daddy. That's the, that's the thing right there. They, you know, there's a lack of respect and uh, reverence for the male authority. That's the, that's the issue. That's the problem. And that's, one of the main reasons why everything is just chaotic, right? Goes back to Isaiah 3 and 12. You know, it says, uh, as for my people, children are they are their oppressors, and they that lead thee cause thee to err. Right. So if you take the man out of the picture, um, you know, a woman's strong suits is to nurture, to nourish up the children, you know, uh, those things that are not typically natural for a man, but 
in order for a woman to uh, do those things effectively uh, more times than not, she has to receive that, 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 that nourishment and that love from the man, right? Which is representative of Christ in the church. So if you remove the male from the situation, then you have what we see today, which is children being chaotic, uh, teenage pregnancy with the young girls, got the young men, you know, they're looking for the leadership, the guidance, the love in all the wrong places, more times than not in the form of a gang. So they're out here killing each other or, you know, because they lack that, that, that love from a male perspective growing up, they seek it in a, in a, in the wrong way, meaning from another man, from another little boy, you know, so it's just all out chaos and, it's all about design. Yeah, it most definitely is. And you gotta be careful because I can see how stuff like that is also very triggering to the man to see how it will put him in a very, very lonely state of mind and depression to, to see that nobody likes him for just him being him. And it's not even his fault. You know, he was born hated into the world. And it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. We're going to get into these questions. Thank you, brothers, for saying your piece. It was, it was definitely much needed. All right. So here we are. Just one second. Social. Thought-provoking questions. Let's go. Why is it so important for men to speak God's truth in today's society? Go ahead, Kanan. Uh, listen, it's really important because, for one, it creates balance, order, as well, um, it helps keep the world out. It helps keep everything in check, you know, because without the most high word, without his laws, statutes, commandments, without his His uh, commands and what he expects out of us, we, we just would be running wild in this world, you know. And I feel like it also sets order between the man and the woman, as well the kids. And I uh, yield on yield on that. X X, go ahead, last. Uh, I'm gonna make it simple as possible. We must continue to speak truth because if we don't, there's no direction. That is a hundred percent true. All truth, there is no direction, and I ain't talking about that group one direction. Talking about genuine direction of salvation. All right, Elijah John, you can take a swing at this question. Why is it important for men to speak God's truth in today's society? Uh, it's important for us to speak God's truth because um, that's a commandment, that's an order, right? We soldiers and his army. And you know, we are supposed to be watchmen. Um, we're supposed to be eyes for those who see not and ears for those who hear not. 
And we're supposed to be a voice to the voiceless. You know, we are supposed to minister and be a light to those who, who sit in the shadow of darkness, who sit in the in, in the valley of the shadow of death, right? Um, although from the media, it would seem as though uh, the majority of the world, or at least in this American society, have bowed the knee to Baal. But, you know, we must remember what the Most High told to Elijah. He thought he was the only one left, right? But he said, no. Nah. He said, I have 7,000 prophets who have not bowed the knee to Baal. He said, I always, you know, I always have my prophets reserved for me for such a time as this, right? But just how Elijah in that moment, he felt like he was alone and uh, might I say he was in a state of almost uh, weariness, right? He was weary. Uh, he felt like he was outnumbered, right? But when Yah told him that, I'm sure it revived, it revived him and it strengthened him in his spirit in that moment. So the more of us that, that stand up and we speak the truth, which is commanded of us by Yah, the more that we'll see that the Most High has many prophets, many men, even many women who are uh, preserved by him who see what's going on in the world and they're just waiting for, you know, others to make themselves known so that they can be more confident and, and uh, have more courage to stand up and to speak out as well. And um, let me read this right here real quick. And then I'll yield with this, the book of Ezekiel chapter three and Verse uh, 17, he said, son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die. And thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life. The same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Yet, if thou warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Right? So that's why we must speak the truth. We must warn the wicked to turn from his wicked way, that he die not. Now, if he repent, if he turn from his wicked ways, right? And he call on the name of the father and ask for forgiveness, all praises. Thou hast won a soul. But, you know, if they choose to turn their back, if they choose to ignore the, the, the sound of the trumpet to give them warning, then guess what? There's no blood on our hands, right? Because we warned them. So we can sleep at night. We can, you know, go about, our days knowing that hey regardless of how it was received whether they hear or whether they forbear you know we did what the father commanded us to do which is warn the people perfect that is beautiful thank you for the scripture breakdown like yeah it's very important to speak truth 
as the brother stated, especially y'all's truth, not our truth, y'all's truth. Because in very well, it may be a good thing for when you have, you have when, when you have a chance to, you know, save a soul. So it's very good to speak y'all's truth, even if someone is, you know, threatening for you not to do so. Do it, you know, let the truth die with you. And then whoever has seen that type of death will look up that truth and still continue to spread Yah's word. They can kill the body, but they can't kill the body and soul. They cannot kill the word. Let's go. Do you feel that society has found a way to silence a way man thinks and feels? Let's take a swing at this question. My answer for that one is going to be no. Because even though it's not a lot of men that do it, there's still a lot of us that can't be silenced no matter what situations you put us in, no matter if you try to threaten our family, threaten our children, threaten to take everything away from us. I know I'm one of those, so um, I don't think they have figured that out yet, but they're getting close to it, you know, figure out if you take enough away from people, maybe they'll be quiet and, and bow the knee and worship. Bell, you know, but it's a lot of us are still just not going to do that until death. You receive a crown like no other. Yeah, definitely heavy. Um, it's going to take a lot, especially if you are a y'all fearing man. It's, it's going to take a whole lot to silence a man, especially the, especially how he thinks and how he feels about the whole entire situation. Once a man stands on something, that's that's pretty much it. It's it's once his ten toes is deep, it is deep, crawling through the dirt, sand, whatever. So it's 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 going to take something. And there there's a lot there's a lot of good men out here who's willing to you know to die for what they believe in. So I understand about them getting close, but the fact that it's taking them this long to get close really shows that there are still men out there who. It's not bending the knee to this wicked society. All right, Kanan, take a swing at this question. Yeah, I would say no. Um, I would say no at all because um, because we're not supposed to fear men. We're supposed to fear the most high. And I feel like, you know, and, and I know that the most high created the good and evil, so he control the both sides. And I would say there's a lot of brothers out here that's willing that's that's willing to stand for the truth and die for the truth because the most I say he said be steadfast. He said be steadfast. You know, so we gotta be steadfast in this truth unto death. We gotta be faithful unto death so so we can receive our crown, you know. That's why I say uh book of Revelation chapter three verse eleven, he said, Behold, I come quickly, hold that fast, wish to have that no man take thy crown. So I kind of that's I like one of my one of my favorite scriptures because I, I I meditate on that, you know, like when I'm really really going through some self some tough situations, but uh, I feel like they'll never happen, you know, because we all trying to get our crown, you know, where I get on that. Resource that crown, brothers. It's 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 important. Keep fighting for it. It'll be worth it in the end. Elijah John, take a swing at this question. Yeah, can you uh, restate that question, brother? Yeah. 
got you. Do you feel that society has found a way to silence a way man thinks and feels? To silence the way that a man thinks and feels. Yes, um, yes to some degree. I would say yes, definitely to some degree. Um, you know, the scriptures tell you that uh, they have weakened the nations. You know, they weaken the nations through many different things. Um, you know, we, we, we heard about, um, what's it called? Uh, psyops, that's what it's called, government psyops, you know, social engineering, all of these things. And I'll just give a, a quick example. Um, you know, this whole uh, boogerism, homosexuality stuff, right? Um, you know, Brother Zechariah, you and I are the same age, and I'm sure we can both attest uh, that when we were, uh, you know, young cats, 9, 10, 11, whatever. Um, you know, there may have been one, maybe two dudes in school who were effeminate, maybe talked, you know, like he was sweet or whatever. Uh, you know, he hung out with all girls. He just, you know, it was different or whatever, right? But that wasn't something that was widespread. That wasn't even something that was really talked about, right? Um, all of these rappers, you know what I mean? I mean, it seemed like the cardinal sin amongst uh, the rap elites back in the, the late 90s and the, the early 2000s was, uh, you know, being called a, a homosexual. And I'm putting it in nice terms. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> saying? That was like the cardinal sin to 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 have that even be uh talked about as a possibility of, of you doing that or you even hanging out with somebody who who uh partook in that that death style see i don't call it a lifestyle that's a death style because nothing but death comes from it but uh you know that 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 was unheard of but fast forward to you know we in the 2020s now to where you have not only the, the same rappers back in the late 90s and early 2000s who were vehemently against uh, homosexuality. Now they just kind of shrug the shoulder to it. Now they, 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 their sentiments is they don't really care. You know, let love, let love be love. You know, <laughs> they like, love hey, is love. It, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Some of them are even promote of it, promoting it. And it's so bad, it's even to the point where you have openly gay and, and transformer rappers. You know what I'm saying? You got rappers like uh, Drake and whoever else, they painting their nails now. They've been wearing dresses. You know what I'm saying? They doing all type of things that would have uh, obliterated one's rap career, you know, just 15 years ago maybe even 10 years ago, you know what I'm saying? So how did we get to where we are now from where we once were? And that's through social engineering. That's by slowly and incrementally introducing these ideas, putting it in the, in the music, 
using the celebrities, the rappers, the actors, the athletes, right? Um, putting it in the movies. And then, you know, they do these things to where you see it on a conscious level, but they're also attacking you on a subconscious level, right? There's something called backmasking where they put certain uh, frequencies and messages in the music to where it's so the uh, it, it's so soft it's at such a, a small volume that your conscious mind does not pick it up but your subconscious mind does right they're putting symbols in the movies numerologies in the in the, in the movies and the television shows that ha- that your subconscious mind picks up and that is one of the ways to um impress upon the subconscious mind is through symbols and repetition and you know what have you and so you know the nations are being attacked on every side by these sorcerers by these babylonian uh magicians um so even to the way you know that we think things that were not tolerated at all whatsoever, you know, um, in our generations and even in our parents' generations, you know, now it's to the point where we're so bombarded with these messages, we're so so bombarded with these images, not only on a conscious level, but as I stated, on a uh, subliminal subconscious level. And they're also using frequencies to uh to program to the people to influence the people so i mean they're, they're not to mention the chemicals in the water that's effeminizing the men making men sterile that's uh making the women masculine i mean it's it's from on every side and really if you do not have the holy spirit if you do not have the ruach kakadesh the spirit of the living god inside of you then you really don't stand a chance. And that's what Christ warned us of. You know, he said uh, that they shall show great signs and wonders that will be so convincing that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. So it's not that it's not that these signs and these wonders and all of these um biological attacks and warfare and these frequencies and the images and all these things that they're using are not effective no it is effective it's just that um because the most high has his elect and his chosen and he has us covered with his spirit that's the only thing that is protecting us that's the only thing that is uh being a shield for us and a buckler against these attacks so I would say yes, you know, to answer your question in large part, except a man or a woman, you know, um, be led by the spirit of the almighty. That's the only way that you're not affected by it. Powerful peace, Brother Elijah John. Yeah. Be careful with the food and liquid y'all drink, fam. It's it's out there. Now I'm saying that. Just so you know. There is no alphabet gang at the end of the at the rainbow. There's only judgment at the end of the rainbow. Watch out for that toothpaste too. That's like the number one thing. (laughs) What? 
Get your get real toothpaste at Hebrew Care. HebrewCare.com. Next question. Why is a man's confidence so intimidating to people? Why is a man's confidence so intimidating to people? Canaan, take a swing at this question. Um, I would say because people uh, will feel like you're bragging, or people um, now today are actually, it's a lot of people today are grabbing a bucket instead of uh, celebrating with the brethren on his new, his new promotion on the, or this new big thing that's happening in his life. They would take it as, um, you know, you're bragging or you think you, you better than me. You know, even if that person, you don't know what that person had to go through, you know, all the trials, tribulations, all the, the heartaches, the pains, the tears, the sweating, you know, the grind, you know, People just look at the success instead of looking at the at the journey that person had to face, you know, all the failures before he got to where he wanted to be. For example, like working a job, if you're trying to get promoted at a job, you gotta you gotta do a little more, you gotta do extra. But when you get that promotion, everybody, you know what I'm saying? But I yield on that. Support your further brothers when they are when they have acquired success, it helps, and it helps you at the end. Lies, take a swing at this question. I think the confident man is intimidating to people because of God. If you want men to be less of a man, you have to destroy the image of God and what Yah says a man should stand for and what a man should be like. So that would be my answer for that one. Awesome. Elijah John, take a swing at this question. Why is a man's confidence so intimidating to people? Uh, I say it's only intimidating by those who don't know y'all, you know? And the reason being is because when the Almighty calls you out of darkness, out of this world which has forsaken him into his marvelous light. You're not as other men, right? You are now, you're giving your identity back in him, you know? And of course that can mean as an Israelite for those of us who are the children of the diaspora, but that even goes for the Gentiles as well. You know, when I say he's giving you an identity, you are now considered his child. You know, for us Hebrews, it's again. But even for the Gentiles, you are now considered his child. You are a child of light. So, you know, we take off, although we are in this, this flesh, um, we are not led by the flesh. We're led by the spirit. You know, that's what guides us. That's what orders our steps. So when people, when they seem to be intimidated by us, it's not truly us. It's not truly even our skin. It's not truly this corporeal flesh that they're uh, intimidated by, but it's the spirit of the almighty that emanates and, and, and permeates through us. 
Uh, just how the children of Israel could not stand to even hear the Almighty's voice in the wilderness on Mount Sinai as he uttered the Ten Commandments. You know, they told Moses, they said, nah, Moses, look, we don't want to hear his voice no more. They say, you, you go talk to him up in the mountain. <laughs> you tell us whatever he said. And, you know, um, and, you know, well, you know, we done talking to him. We, we can't even stand to hear it anymore unless we die. They thought just by hearing the voice of the almighty that they would die. So here we are, you know, we're walking as being born again, according to the spirit of Yah. And we are walking according to his image. So when they see us and they're intimidated, you know, or, or really the, the true uh, term that I would use is they're fearful, right? Because we are a reflection of the almighty's glory. We are a reflection of his righteousness. We are a reflection of his light. They cannot stand that. Because why they cannot stand the almighty. So, you know, that's what it truly is. They're, they're, they're afraid of the light because they're yet in darkness and they refuse to come into the light. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll yield with that. Wonderful, wonderful. All right, brothers and guys are doing great. I'm about to go into the next question. How is a man supposed to speak among men, women, and children? Canaan, take a swing at this question. Uh, I feel, I feel like me personally, I feel like a man can talk to a man differently than he talk to a woman as well as children, because uh, now today's society where, like what the brother had said earlier, the nations have been weakened. It's to the point where now that society wants us to talk to a woman, like she's a man. You know, I don't know if y'all hear it, but it's like uh, men be called the women, um, they broke, you know, like, weird you know it's, it's weird to me you know uh another thing i feel like men today they're um they're feminine they sensitive you can't you can't really like the brothers are saying like a man and y'all you really can't really can't say nothing because soon as you say something or uh, be act like a how a man's supposed to be to get offended they think you holler at them they think you uh you shaming them. And the children, I feel like um they they really don't know, they really they innocent. You supposed to guide them, you know, but I you don't that to keep it short. Brother Lies, take a swing at this question. Um you speak to them with truth, authority, and love. And tell y'all kids the truth about the holidays, man. <laughs> Stop. You know what I mean? Like, I told my kids a long time ago, like, I just got tired of you. I'm like, you know what? I'm Santa Claus. Ain't, ain't no Santa Claus. I'm buying everything. 
I'm doing it all. He ain't helping with nothing. Like, I'm not letting him take no credit for one day when he don't pay no bills. He don't stop by and drop nothing off to the parents. You know, like, tell your truth. Tell your kids the truth. Tell your women the truth and your lady the truth, too. You know, and follow the steps of of Yahweh he has laid out for us and what type of man we, we supposed to be. And you got to treat your woman with respect, too. But you got to have that authority, man, because society will have you like a simp around here. You'll be saying yes to everything. So you got to go to Yah for advice. You have to. Without Yah, it's not possible to get it right. Word, word, word. Uh, Kenny, you had your hand up? It's not important. I was going to piggyback what he said about the holidays, man. I, I never, I think I was like seven years old when I see my, my, my people uh wrapping up gifts man i said man it's some bull ish man you know <laughs> like like i was always that kid that, that be observing like i always i was i was always that kid that people like man like you so mature your age so i really didn't care about that i I never forget when i told my cousin i said hey man santa claus ain't real man and my cousin his mom she got mad she got mad at my mom because they said i knew too much and i, I said man, ain't none of these people no fairy no What's that, the tube fairy? I said, I was saying that like 10 years old, nine years old, like, man, all this stuff fake, but are you on that? It's all a lie, fam. It's a lie. Tell your kids, man. Trying to protect your kids by hiding the truth from them is not protecting them. You're not raising them in order for them to understand how harsh life is by just lying to them. Let them know. You know take it at certain levels to where they can handle, but let them know still. Elijah John, take a swing at this question. How is a man supposed to speak among women, men, and children? Among women, men, and children? Yes. Um, always with truth. I feel, you know, truth is the foundation. Um, let your yeas be yeas. Let your nays be nays. Uh, always with compassion, you know, um, but also with, uh, when it comes to, well, I mean, I guess all three, depending on the, the, the situation, you know, with authority as well. Um, what else, uh, being circumspect, um, merciful, you know, I just say be, being a, a reflection of, of the father you know, uh, when dealing with all three. Now, of course, when dealing with uh, a man, and the reason why I said, depending on the circumstance, you know, let's say you're an elder, you're 50 plus, and you're dealing with a young man in his 20s, uh, you know, even 30s at times, right? And if you have a love for him, you're going to deal with him as, as if he's your son. You know what I'm saying? So the same way that your uh, biological father or, you know, a man who raised you is going to deal with you, uh, you know, it might come off as, as some would say, tough love, um, might be a little stern or whatever, but that's where we as men or whoever the man is in that circumstance, he must uh, understand how men operate. He must understand how the father operates, you know, that that masculinity, um, you know, it's it's not something to be um, 
misconstrued for being mean or um, being in cold or none of that stuff, right? Um, with women and children, um, I think uh, extra amount of patience has to be applied to them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even though a woman is an adult, um, you know, there's a reason why uh, the Most High said she is the weaker vessel. So, you know, just keeping in mind that she's going to do things sometimes. And, and you might be like, why is a grown-ass adult acting like that? Why is a grown-ass adult doing that? Why are they? But, you know, you just got to be patient knowing that, hey, the Most High made you ahead for a reason. So you have to show that, uh, go above and beyond with showing that patience. You know, you can't allow uh, your woman to, um, get you emotional, you know, to get you upset and to where now you cussing and yelling and hollering because now you just gave her power over you. Now, you you know, she caused you to not have control of yourself, which is a fruit of the spirit, self-control. So, um, yeah, and then it's obviously with the children, um, you know, they're, they're babes, so their minds are very impressionable. Um, their level of comprehension is not that of an adult, you know, due to lack of experience and, and knowledge. So just being uh, extra patient, uh, careful, lowly, meek, you know. Um, so yeah, all those things, all you with that. Excellent, excellent. On to the next question. Okay. It's being difficult. I got it. What will make a sorry? What will it take for a man to truly be happy in his own home in the country that wants him dead? Canaan, take a swing at this question. Uh, okay. Now, now I know we all in Babylon. Uh, and I know I don't have a wife, but I know it'll be it's not it's nothing more that, that it's nothing it will be great to have your your rib to be willing to go to war with you, you know. Especially like if you come home, like you come from like come from outside, you know, all the spiritual warfare, all the, you know, things going on around you, it'll be nice to come home where it's peace, you know. But it would be great if we all have our own our own land, our own home where we don't gotta pay for nothing, you know, pay for taxes, you know, worry about bills, you know. But I would say well what can uh, make a, a man uh what can make a man happy is if he have his rib with him, fighting along with him through all uh, the battles that, that come that comes to mind, that comes, that he, that he faced, you know, but I, you don't have to keep everything short. Last, take a swing at this question. Um, they could start by, let me go back to my homeland, you know, but <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah. 
Um, all honesty, man. Yeah, spirit of God. Um, I love being married. My wife would go to battle with, battle with me in all my wars throughout the years too, as well. So it is good to have that peace. But at the end of the day, without Yah, if there was no God, if, if Yah wasn't with us, there's nowhere for you to turn. Especially living in this world. I mean, look what's going on. Look what we're talking about. Look at society. Like, could you imagine if there was no hope? No hope at all. Yah is truly, really the only thing that can make a man happy and be at peace. Because once you get to read the scriptures, I mean, you was haunted from birth. So the, the world ain't going to never change. It's written. Yah is the only thing that can truly make you happy, especially in this country. Shalom, Brother Jalen. Would you like to take a swing at this question? All right, Elijah John, take a swing at this question. What will it take for a man to truly be happy in his own home in the country that wants him dead? Uh, uh, answering your, your, your question uh, literally and straightforward, <laughs> um, it would take for a man to be ignorant. To be, to be happy in a country that wants him dead, you know? That's the only way. He has to be ignorant because, you know, the scripture says uh, that surely oppression maketh a wise man mad. So when you look around and, you know, it's clear for those who have eyes to see that, you know, this country, um, it was never designed for us. You know, they simply used our blood, sweat, and tears to build it up. They used our um, our God-given talents and gifts and the spirit that he placed in us to create all type of inventions for their convenience that many of us never got credit for. And, you know, um, they pretty much discarded us after that. You know, um, of course, we know they went to war, the North and the South and the uh, the Civil War. And, you know, that was how they tell it to us in school. That that was a lie. You know, Lincoln never wanted to free the, the slaves uh, or I'll say our enslaved ancestors. He never wanted to uh, free our enslaved ancestors. He felt like he had to do it due to uh, economic advances and reasons it wasn't because he wanted to you know that's number one um so what the what they did was they implemented the the 13th amendment which uh, in a nutshell entails that um you know you you're quote unquote free unless you commit a crime right then you now become state property a property of the state and we know that who is enforcing this? These are the policy enforcers who are enforcing these things, AKA the police, who at its inception, they were called the slave patrol and they were designed to catch so-called runaway slaves, right? Um, um, so now, you know, fast forward, here you have 85% of 
the people who occupy the uh, the prisons are, you know, so-called Negroes and, and Hispanics. Well, why is that? Obviously, it's by design. You know, going back to the, its very inception, that's what it was created for. And of course, we know that the uh, the prisons it's a it's it's an industry, it's a business, right? It's privately owned, and you have people who invest in the prisons. So if they're investing in it, what is that saying? That means they expect there to be occupants. So this whole entire system, this whole entire matrix is this designed to keep their foots on our necks to try and keep us from ever rising up. Whenever we have been unified together and we've come together for a greater good, a greater cause, you know, they've they've done their best to try and destroy us. You know, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street, uh, look at the uh, the marches, the peaceful boycotts with uh, Martin Luther King. They they hosing us down. They sicking dogs on us. All these things. Anytime we try to build, all they do is they come along and they destroy. So in order for a man to truly be happy here <laughs> in a land where all these things are going on, he must be ignorant. Right. He must be ignorant or he must be part of the the boule who has sold his people out. So he doesn't mind that he sees his people being oppressed, uh, destroyed, and, and, and kept down because he's been given, um, he's been given money to live comfortably on the plantation. And I'll yield with the. I hear you, Brother John. Brother John here, cooning and buffooning in a society that wants him dead. All right, folks, damn. Now, you brothers, you have a chance to ask your own thought-provoking questions. So, any brother who has a question that the rest of us can ask, here's your chance to put out a question. I got a question. Right ahead. How do you guys feel on the thought of them forcing the idea of the elemental P community onto the man of Yah? I feel like this is something that's been in the works for like a good minute since Sodom and Gomorrah. So they're definitely trying to do it again. I've, I've actually done the show about this, but guess I'll elaborate more on it. The fact that now these, these people are going after men of Yah by using their own, by using the men's hatred towards women is really something that's, that's catapulting them to that side. Like it's, sadly, it's working. A lot of a lot of good men is falling to the wayside because of their ideal woman is just not there. They have this perfect image and this perfect sculpture of what she's supposed to be and how she's supposed to be. And if they fell by it, then it's like, well, there's just no good women out here. And then you have the elemental P E I E I O people 
talk sweet nothings to you by using the failures of a woman over and over again and by just basically telling that guy that I, I can literally do everything that you want her to do and then some because you know I understand you I know a guy understands a guy in that sense and then it's like yeah yeah you know yeah, I can see you that way so it's it's crazy the fact that it's working in small numbers but the fact that it's it's working and I will you that Brothers can also okay. Canning, go right ahead. Um, I would say it's very disturbing. It's very disturbing and very uh very weird, you know, and demonic and abnormal, you know, that there's being pushed. And I feel like it's it's uh Man, I feel like, man, like, these people really is possessed, you know? Like, they, I'm just say they weird, man. And I'm just you at that. And I, and I don't like it, you know? I just take a swing at this question. Can you uh, state the question again, brother? Last, what was the question? Again? Something about that. Um, I was just asking how you feel about them. How do you feel about them forcing the acceptance of the LMNOP community onto the man of Yah? Oh, man of Yah. Um, I mean, I think that's, you know, by default, they're, they're, they're forcing it on to us because they're forcing it on to uh, everyone, you know, and it's just prophecy being fulfilled. Um, they want to bring, bring back the, the system of the old world. You know, they know that um, that's the Trojan horse for much more sinister things. You know, uh, that homosexuality, you know, that's what it, starts off as and how they get many people to accept it um, outside of what I stated earlier with uh, all the programming and social engineering and things of that nature is by they introduce it under the guise of it's just love, right? And civil rights and equality and, and uh, what's that word they always use? acceptance is is not acceptance but it's oh tolerance inclusion right? inclusion right right so they're basically equating it to uh the things that we that we went through in this nation and that we continue to go through civil rights or black rights see and that was one of the problems we shouldn't have called it civil rights because when you call it civil rights that's anybody can jump on that bandwagon we should, have, we should have been very strategic about what we call that movement. It should have been black rights or Negro rights, right? But uh, what they did is they used us to push their own agenda and they're equating their 
really, which is a non-struggle at all, you know, them not feeling accepted or included in society. They try and compare that to our struggles and our hardships and our oppression, which has nothing to do with what we have control over. You know, uh, we, we, we didn't choose to be um, Israelites. We didn't choose to be so-called black people. We didn't choose our hair texture. We didn't choose any of these things, but they chose, you know, to engage in that abomination. But, uh, so, you know, the, the, the more sinister thing that they're working towards is we see it, uh, the pedophilia, you know, that's why they want to introduce it to the children because they really want to sleep with the children. That goes all the way back to Rome and even even further than that, the Tower of Babel. Amen. Um, yeah, um, you know, uh, the the uh, the transhumanism, you know, you think it's about a man having a right to choose to be a woman if, if he so pleases or whatever. But that's not even what it is. What it is is transhumanism. They don't want people to even uh, be be what's the word? be stuck to the idea of being human, right? They want to introduce foreign objects into your bodies. You know, it starts off with vaccines. The next thing is going to be chips. And after the chips, it can be something completely different. You know, they just take your whole consciousness and put it inside of a robot. You know what I'm saying? So uh, Amen. that's what I feel is, yeah, that's what I feel is, 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 is all for. It's not even so much of, they want us to accept that because ultimately they want us to accept the mark and anybody who accepts the mark, uh, you know, you, you know, that there's no, there's no repentance. There's no salvation, you know, for anybody who decides to do that. But, uh, so, you know, how I feel about it, I'm vehemently against it because I know that it's the, you know, it's, there's a much more sinister plot behind it. You know, and I hate it because I, I have children and, you know, it seems like you, you can't even put on anything nowadays because it seems like every new new show and movie that they got coming out, they putting it in there. Even the remakes of some of our old favorite uh, movies and stuff, Toy Story, you know, they had a Buzz Lightyear movie where they made Buzz gay. They putting Beauty and the Beast, you know, where they're insinuating that the plate and the candle or whatever, whatever two characters it was, are gay, are lovers. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, man, you know, really uh, upsets me and pisses me off. It's like, man, what can you do other than get up out of here or ignore it? That's really your only choice, options. And it's coming, it's gonna, it's, it's coming to the point where you no longer can just ignore it. Because these are the stages in which it works. You know, they'll try to influence. They'll put it out there. They'll just try to get you ex to accept it, right? And most people, they'll get a lot of people through that phase. The next phase is, okay, for those who don't um, uh, accept it, who aren't influenced by it, those are a little bit tougher, right? So the way that we're going to approach these people is we're going to shame them. We're going to shame them, right? We're going to make it to where they it's it's socially unacceptable, right? Or socially wrong to not accept somebody just because of their gender or 
orientation, right? So then they come up with all these trigger words, these phrase words like um, uh, intolerance, right? Um, homophobic, transphobic, all these different terms, right? And it's like all, all somebody has to do is throw that word out. And it's like, <clears throat> you, you know what I'm saying? That's how they get everybody riled up. So that's that's the the phase that we're on now. It's the shaming. If you speak up or you stand up against it, they'll shame you and they'll vilify you. You get quote unquote canceled. And then the last phase, which is 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 heading here pretty soon, is going they're going to force it on you. <laughs> they're going to force it, right? To where it's already began. Man, men can go into women's bathrooms. He can be a, a full man with a bed and, and, and all of that stuff. And he's going into women's restrooms, right? So that's just the, the beginning of it. Pretty soon, you know what I mean? You, you're going to see orgies out in the street. All of that. It's, it's, it's the Roman Empire, you know, showing themselves again. So, yeah, I'll yield with that. Yeah. I mean, Stop identifying yourself as black. Word. How do you make inanimate objects geek? <laughs> How do you make a plate and a candle? What? Is there a cartoon? <laughs> is there animation? But still, how do you make them geek? What is this? What is this problem? <laughs> oh my goodness. That, that's, that's my fake African answer. Working on it, working on it. But um, thank you, brothers, for showing up. This has been an eventful. It's been have been an eventful episode, and I truly appreciate comments, your opinions, your thoughts, and like always, you brothers are definitely more than welcome to come back again for another Man of Honor episode. Um, I will pray us out. All praise be to Yah, Mashiach. Thank you again for a wonderful episode with these wonderful brothers. I pray for those who have listened that they will take heed to what we say and what we said. Take time to research and truly understand where we are coming from. I pray that we continue to go by your ways and not our own, your understanding and not our own understanding. I pray that your light will always shine through our words so that way when they look at us, they do not see us, Father. They see you and they see your glory and your honor. I'm a Shiak name we pray. Baraka. All right, brothers. What are all the males saying when it's the Men of Honor podcast? <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you loud and clear. We were carried.